Working to cut through the nonsense and out-and-out -out lies with a cerebral buzzsaw, you've tuned in to The Atypical Man. I sincerely appreciate you being here today. Today, we're going to give a quick review to Miss Cheryl Atkinson's new book, Slanted, how the news media taught us to love censorship and hate journalism. My goodness. Title itself will probably do it. I imagine for a lot of you, I've just recently dove into this work and am about to put it through its paces. I would really like, hopefully one of these days, I can get Miss Atkinson on the podcast and we can kick this uh, along with some of her other work around. She's got uh, um, two other works that she's published in the past. One is called Stonewalled, My Fight for Truth Against the Forces of Obstruction. And the second is The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if I shouldn't have started with The Smear <laughs> instead of uh, going straight into Slanted by Miss Cheryl Atkinson. Atkinson. So, without further ado, let's hop right into the podcast. Thank you for being here. Let's dig right in. Poor Winston Smith's assignment is to painstakingly rewrite history in real time, revise old newspaper stories to make them line up with the ruling political party's current version of the truth. It's a job that never ends. History must constantly be altered because one lie inevitably necessitates another. And the needs of Big Brother, the dictator in this totalitarian society, require that a position declared one day be erased and forgotten the next to accomplish its goal, Big Brother mandates the destruction of all paper records. The citizenry must deposit any surviving documents into, quote, memory holes, never to be referenced again. There isn't any real news, only that which the powerful decide people should hear and believe. The censored, the curated, and sanitized. Today, we're in an Orwellian environment that has taken this frightening scenario a step further. Big Brother constantly revised, quote, facts to fit the government's ever-changing story. The modern media has also discovered how to carefully filter information on the front end to make sure that only the, quote, correct view is presented in the first place. That way, the story never has to change. That was from the introduction of Cheryl Atkinson's new book called Slanted. How the media, how the news media taught us to love censorship and hate journalism. You know, <clears throat> speaking as someone who loves the written word and once upon a time used to have no small amount of admiration and respect for journalism and journalists. It's been very difficult to watch all of those things that I appreciated and respected fall completely away. Minus a small number of people, Miss Atkinson included, I have absolutely no trust in the media anymore. And that includes the majority of what I see in here on even Fox News as a conservative. I think Carlson and Hannity do their best 
but even they have talking points. I think there are, even for them, there are things that they cannot discuss or are told they cannot discuss. It's my opinion. But I believe it to be true. And the further you get towards the left side of the spectrum, closer to to include CBS, ABC, and the really big players over there on the left, CNN and MSNBC, it's an absolute joke over there. There is no real journalism over there. There is no media coverage over there. It's completely biased. And in a lot of ways, I've started to see outfits like Fox News go in that direction. And you can see with some of the online content put forward by organizations like Newsmax, or what are some of the other? What's one of the others? I think it's the uh, the American Wire, or something like Patriot Wire, or something to that effect. And then you've got the digital brand of the Epic Times, who also does a news broadcast of their own. Leans to the right of center, but I also find it curious that at least they're covering the story to the best of their abilities, given the information they have, without getting too far into the selecting of sides process. Are most, if not all, the folks at outfits like Newsmax or uh, the Epic Times, things like this, conservative? Yeah, I would say the majority of them. Maybe not the majority, but a very large number. I would say tip to the right of center. But it's it's part of a balance. Like I talked about on the vlog series last night. And without organizations like Newsmax or like a Fox News or American Wire or um, listening to people on talk radio like Dennis Prager or... Um, any of your local affiliates or, you know, Hannity, he, like I said, he does, I think he's doing the best he can. Um, he and Levin get off on these tangents sometimes that make it hard to focus and concentrate. That's just me, though. That is just me. <clears throat> but with the introduction of this new book, Slanted, by Cheryl Ackeson, I'm really liking what I'm hearing so far. And if I can be so bold, I'll kind of give you a little background um, of this woman's career just to make sure that nothing gets missed and the, just to make sure I don't miss anything here it goes like this this is from the inside jacket virtually every piece of information you get through the media has been massaged shaped curated and manipulated before it reaches you some of it is, is censored entirely the news can no longer be counted on to reflect all the facts. Instead of telling us what happened yesterday, the media tells what's new in the prepackaged soap opera that they've been calling the news. For the past four years, five-time Emmy Award-winning investigative journalist and New York Times best-selling author Cheryl Ackeson has been collecting and dissecting alarming incidents and tracing the shocking de devolution of what used to be the most respected news organizations on the planet. For the first time, top news executives and reporters 
representing every major national television news outlet from ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN to Fox and MSNBC, speak frankly, confiding in Atkinson's and Atkinson about the death of the news as they once knew it. Their concern transcends partisan divides. My goodness. Most frightening of all, a broad campaign in the media has convinced many Americans not only to accept, but to demand censorship over journalism. It's a stroke of genius on the part of those seeking to influence public opinion, undermine public confidence in the news, then insist upon, quote, curating information and divining the truth. All the thinking is done for you. Hmm. They'll decide which pesky facts shouldn't cross your desk by declaring them false, irrelevant, debunked, unsafe, or out of bounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have reached a state of utter absurdity where journalism schools teach students that their own personal truth or chosen narratives matter more than reality. I am going to say that one one more time. We have reached a state of utter absurdity where journalism schools teach students that their own personal truth or chosen narratives matter more than reality. I have to agree with that. In Slanted, Atkinson digs into the language of propagandists, the persistence of false media narratives, the driving forces behind today's dangerous blend of facts and opinions the abandonment of journalism ethics, and the new Orwellian definition of what it means to report the news. <sighs> I don't think I need to go on. This woman has worked at CBS, PBS, and CNN. And, Jesus Christ, it just so happens to be a fifth-degree black belt, master in Taekwondo. Well, goddamn, I didn't know that. Just learned that one myself. Jakes! I think this chick means business. I believe she means business. Anyway, I just picked this book up. That part that I read from you is the very beginning. I'm looking very forward into diving further into her work. She's got, I believe she's got a couple other books that she's, writ, that she's written before this. I think one of them is called Smear or Smeared. Uh, yeah, here we go. There's one called Stonewalled, My Fight for Truth Against the Forces of Obstruction, Intimidation, and Harassment. And there's another one called The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. Jesus Christ Almighty. You know what occurred to me this morning when I was thinking about the video that I put up on Facebook last night, which was interesting, folks, because I don't know if you can still see it. I'm going to try to pull it up while um, I'm trying to make my point here. When I recorded and posted that video last night, I went back to my timeline. Yeah, it's not even there anymore. How odd. I changed the original title of that video, it's this newest one where I've got the uh, the pea coat and my beanie hat on because it was... Uh, colder than a witch's tit outside last night or yesterday afternoon when I was sitting outside and I had to go back and change it 
unless you guys are able to still see it on your end, I'm not seeing it on mine, but Facebook put a warning on there. Something about 2020 elections or the election's been decided. And this goes back to my conversation that I had in the video last night about you not being able to say certain things anymore. You can't even say the word fraud. Now that it looks like former Vice President Biden is going to get the chair, he's going to be able to sit in the big boy chair in the in the Oval Office, <clears throat> you can't say words like fraud anymore. YouTube's going to take them all down. They're essentially creating free speech zones, ladies and gentlemen. And it occurred to me last night, and again this morning as I was thinking about it, do I really want to go down this path? Because the fact of the matter happens to be is that it is going to get darker before the sun comes out, as it were. I don't think we've seen the worst of this yet. I think that we are going to see and hear some even stranger things as we go forward. Before we get to the end of this and things start making sense and we start, quote, cleaning up our act a little bit. But even that one video that I put up last night, Facebook had their little banner on it, which is why I went back and changed the title because they docked one of their warnings to the video for no reason. It was opinion. They're doing the same thing to people like Bongino, anybody that's challenging the official story or status quo. They're putting these little banners on. I know you've seen them. Election results 2020 have been decided. The presumptive winner is Joe Biden, blah, 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 blah. So you can put your banners with your ball bag in my mouth comments from Facebook. These shitbags can put their little banners on all of our videos, but we can't post a video on YouTube talking about potential fraud or tampering. Um, I don't mean to be crude, ladies and gentlemen, but are you fucking kidding me? Are you brain dead? Do you really not see what's happening? Do you really not see what's happening? I am being as honest with you in this moment as I've ever been in a video or a podcast to date. This has not been an easy decision for me. As you can imagine, I get some interesting comments from people, most of them offline, because they're too cowardly to post their comments publicly because they know the people that watch and do appreciate my videos will fucking eviscerate them if they try to bring all that bullshit into the thread. So they go behind everyone's back and they send them privately. And I answer each and every one of them, expressing my viewpoints, as I'm allowed to do, as you're allowed to do, as anyone is allowed to do. The idea of these free speech zones being set up, ladies and gentlemen, you can laugh at this if you want. You can think it's a joke. Unless or until it affects you, you're not going to care. And I know that. I know that about you. Anyone who's studied psychology for more than 15 minutes could deduce that. But when you start to auger down and ask questions 
Like, why are they doing this? That's where it gets very strange. Like I said in the video last night, YouTube has been around for a very long time now. And they've, quote, covered or allowed no small amount of videos when it comes to elections or partisan, bipartisan conversations over the years with no censorship. Neither is Facebook. And for those of you that are saying, well, it's Donald Trump's fault, I understand that that's your go-to position because you're too weak-minded to come up with something else. Donald Trump is the one that woke everybody up to what was going on. He's the one that shined light on the situation and said, these sons of bitches are dirty. Get a goddamn mop in here and clean this place up. You can say you don't like his mouth. I don't like his mouth a lot of the time. You can say you don't like what he gets on social media and says, I don't like most of that either. But when it comes to the man's record and his policies, you cannot dispute the fact that DT gets things done. You can try, but you'll fail. And all you have to do is look up his record of accomplishments. I'm sure there are some of you that have a very heavy left-leaning subscription in your politics that will say, well, President Obama got a lot done too. He certainly did. He certainly did. Was the majority of it good for the country or good for his party? Have you asked yourself that question? I've asked, I can ask myself the same question about Bush 1 and Bush 2. Were the things that they, quote, accomplished in office, were they good for the country or were they good for their party? I guess you'll have to go back and look and apply your own per perception and context based on what you read and what you can believe. And that's why this book and, and ones like it <clears throat> are very much so on my radar right now, especially from this woman, uh, Miss Atkinson, because she, she lived, worked, and played in that world of journalism for several different affiliates. And she's been on um, a lot of talk radio programs lately. I think she's been on... Um, you know, I'll have to look and see if she's been on, on, on any of the major networks. I'm sure she's been on Fox or been interviewed by somebody at Fox. I don't know if MB, MSNBC or CNN would have the stones to interview this woman because she'd probably take their asses to task. But that could be wrong. I'll have to look that up. This is when I need my own producer. Like Rogan's God, he just points to Jamie and say, Jamie, pull that up. I need... Oh, God Almighty. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, Meech. Maybe one of these days. Get enough people watching to listen to this damn thing. Make a few bucks. See what you can do. But, like I said, I, I went back and forth with myself last night and again this morning trying to decide whether or not I want to keep doing this and whether or not it's even helping. If it's even doing any good. This is just one guy sitting at a desk behind a microphone which the podcast is being powered by the last iPhone that I had before I updated. That's all this is. 
I'll have to take a picture and post it one of these days. You guys will get a kick out of it. It's a nifty little device. Do yourselves a favor and don't turn your shoulder on this or roll your eyes because you've been conditioned to do so. You're not doing yourselves any favors. You're not doing the country any favors. And if you've got both middle fingers up to the United States right now, I want you to understand whether you're throwing the fingers from the left or from the right. I get that you're pissed. I get that you're upset. But have you asked yourself, is there something that you can do? Is there something that you can contribute through opinion, through discussion? And through that discussion and projection of opinion will automatically come research and the studying of history because you can't have conversations like this without some type of study. If it's straight opinion and you have no benchmark, you have nothing to go off of, whether it's a book, an article, a historical figure, a former president, a future president, if you have nothing to go off of, it's going to seem pie in the sky to a lot of people. There's not going to be a whole lot of nuts and bolts to it. My biggest thing is keeping my emotions in check because some of this stuff, it gets me so revved up that it's not productive. It's not productive when someone gets that angry. You're not doing yourself anything of service. You're not doing anything of service for anyone else. Nothing. Nothing gets done. If you were in a street fight and that's all you had, I get that. We're not there yet. I hope we never get there. So if we can find a way to reserve that anger, or at least keep it in check long enough to have some type of conversation because you know the amount of ignorant people that exist in this country and in this world whose only mission in life is to get you pissed off, those people are always going to be here. And the moment you do something like this, you go public with your opinions, even if you've got only six or ten people listening on a regular basis, you will draw out of the crowd those people who will go out of their way and make it their life's work to get under your skin, to piss you off, and to get you so angry that you're ready to fight. I know what I'm talking about. And to all of those of you out there listening to this right now who are that type of person, you know exactly who you are. I'm talking to you. Why don't you come out of your cave and why don't you say something publicly on one of the videos or one of the podcasts and stop being a coward? You think this is the first time I've ever dealt with people like you before? You know what another name for you people is? Hmm? Bullies. You know how bullies get dealt with? They get their dicks knocked in the dirt.
I'd love you to keep trying, though. You make ignorance seem effortless. It just comes so naturally to you. The moment any of us have an idea or a thought that steps away from convention, from conventional thinking, this curated thinking, this level of conditioning that we've been given. The moment somebody makes a break for the fence, you want to try to knock them down. You know why that is? Because you're scared. You're afraid. This isn't anything new, folks. Is that what some of you are afraid of? That if you get on here and you do a video series or you do a podcast that people are going to come after you? You're goddamn right. They are. And why do you think that is? They're trying to keep you or people like you, like me, in our lanes. Don't go outside the lane there, Meech. Don't you dare make a break for the fence and don't you even dream about jumping the fence. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. In the meantime, I strongly recommend you either get on Amazon or head down to your local library. It might still be a little bit too new. I know the library here in town uh, has some copies of this book on order. But again, the book, pardon me, is called Slanted by Cheryl Atkinson. And she spells her first name S-H-A-R-Y-L. Atkinson. Slanted, how the news media taught us to love censorship and hate journalism. I think I'll be reading from this from time to time down the road. Thumbing through it, I can already tell there's going to be some spots where I'm going to have to pause for a moment, take a couple of deep breaths because it's going to get me revved up and that's okay. It's designed to do that, and it's designed, I believe, as as are many other books, to jar us out of our, quote, parochial thinking and allow us to start thinking for ourselves and not be led down a path to either nowhere or to oblivion. The best part about this, ladies and gentlemen, is that the choice is absolutely yours. In this free society that we live in, you have the right to choose. That by itself is astonishing to me. That so many other countries would literally kill for that ability. To live the life they wanted. To not be forced into doing something. Forced into a certain type of work. Forced into the military. Forced into only being able to read certain books or certain magazines or certain newspapers like they do over in China or North Korea. I don't know what the hell the North Koreans are up to. Not a lot of people get in there and back out with their lives. And the stuff that I have read and studied about North Korea is terrifying. The things they do to their people... My holy God. Creeps up there. 
Just keep your mind open. Don't be so quick to dismiss something that goes against your conditioning or your current understanding of a situation. Don't be so quick to dismiss it. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's the being uncomfortable that motivates you and drives you to go either prove that your your current belief system is accurate or that it's not. It's that uncomfortable feeling you get that sends you to the internet or sends you to the library or the bookstore to do some research. So let that uncomfortable feeling come in and keep in mind that there is no rush. If you have a conversation with someone tonight around the dinner table or on social media and you get yourself so twisted up into a pretzel over something that they said, Go find the answers for yourself. Be able to back up what you say. Because along with research, which is no small amount of work, I'll be honest, but being able to explain your position is equally as important. We've got to be able to do both. Which is why... Videos like the one I made last night were worded the way that it was. They're not always going to be that, quote, PC. And I got called out on that big time by someone very important in my life. And she was not wrong at all. A lot of these podcasts that I've done, a lot of these videos, series, these vlogs that I've done, they have been too PC. Whether that was me trying not to piss people off or trying to get more listeners or viewers. <clears throat> it could have been a mixture of both. But she was absolutely right. So, short of using words or expressions that I know won't produce a positive return, if you will, through the conversation, in order to allow the conversation to go forward, I'm going to be better about saying what's on my mind, as you all should as well. The idea that some of you right now feel that you can't say what you're thinking or say what you believe, I mean, do you honestly think it's okay to live that way? Do you think it's healthy to live your life that way? Whether you support someone like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, or you support someone like President Trump or Michael Flynn, Flynn went through a lot. General Flynn, he got put through a lot. And I found it interesting that for the first time on something big, VP Mike Pence got involved with that. I don't know if you guys remember that. When General Flynn was getting hit with all those allegations that he was illegally talking to foreign personnel and foreign correspondents... Mike Pence came out and started talking, which was odd enough by itself. You should go look into that story. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I don't think, as with all things, I don't think there's any one right way to do any of this. 
Jesus, I'm trying to cover up the damn microphone. The hell am I doing? <clears throat> I don't think there's one right way to do any of this. I think if you find a conversation that works for you or a style of conversation that works for you, I think you should use it. I don't think you should apologize for it. And I think the further down the road you get in your comfort with having these types of conversations, the easier it becomes. Like I said last night, your voice, when it shakes, when you're talking, it shakes for a reason. That might have been an earlier podcast, actually, now that I think about it. It shakes for a reason. Because you don't use it. You don't use that, quote, voice. Often enough. So the more you use it, the less your voice will shake. Does that make sense? That being said... I do sincerely appreciate you guys tuning into these shows. Like I said, it might not be for all of you, but for the ones that appreciate it, I hope you'll consider doing something like this for yourself. Or maybe one day considering hopping on the show with me so we can kick some things around. Again, if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. I get that. It's not for everybody. But I find the more I do these, the more I want to learn and the more I want to speak. And at the same time, learn through that speech. When I make a mistake or I screw something up and I got to go back and fix it, what better way to learn, right? I mean, in an ideal world, you fix it at the front end. <laughs> you front load with the correct information so you don't have to go back and sweep up your own mess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Please consider it. If you're even considering it, look into it right now. Look into a platform like Anchor or, or another podcasting platform. Shoot some videos. You don't have to submit them. You don't have to publish them on Facebook or any of these other social media outlets. Sit down and make a video one afternoon, one evening, one morning on a weekend if you have time. Just... Sit down, put the camera in front of you. If you don't have a uh, little tripod or something to hold the camera with, put it on a stack of books or a chair or something. Make a video, look at it, and decide whether or not you want to publish it. It's your decision. But if you have something to say, you better do what's necessary to get your voice heard. Because eventually, it's very possible that outfits like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any of these big body tech companies, if they wanted, could absolutely shut any of us down at any time. Especially the ones that don't agree with their, quote, narrative or their way of doing things or their way of <laughs> news coverage, whatever you want to call it. So if you're even considering it, start looking into it now. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Look into it right now. And at the same time, if time permits, and you do enjoy a good read, get on Amazon or get down to the bookstore and pick up Cheryl Atkinson's new book. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. One of these days, I'm going to get that title right all in one sentence. <clears throat> I don't think today's going to be that day. 
Get your hands on it, check it out, and if you do get a chance to pick it up and read it, I would absolutely love to get your take on it. One of the best things, in my opinion, about reading a book is is talking about that book with other people that have read it, especially if it affected you in such a way that you can't wait to talk to people about it. So get your hands on it, give it a read, and if you do, give me a shout. Let's talk about it. My name is Caleb. I sincerely appreciate your time, and you've been listening to The Atypical Man.